This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line coming to you from coast to coast. Stormy Bonatoni here live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi out at his office in Jersey. And we've got a great couple of hours on tap. In about 30 minutes, we'll have VEASAN Zone Adam Burke join us, talk a little college hoops, which is where we're going to start the show as well because a, a little upset happened yesterday. We'll get some college football talk in as well with the new 7 plus 5, for, five plus 7 format rather coming out in college football for the college football playoffs. Stuart Mandel of The Athletic will join us. And also an hour or two, Harry Gagnon in his usual weekday spot, host of the Against All Odds podcast. But Michael, after all the talk about wow. UConn yesterday, they end up going down in a big way to Creighton. Shout out our guy Tate Frazier for calling it on the program. Yeah, what he said, you know, they're 0-21 against, uh, you know, on the road. I mean, he called it. And I, I look, when you shoot 54, almost 55%, uh, from beyond the arc, right? And, you know, and you shoot 50, excuse me, 50% beyond the arc and 54 just in the pin side. I mean, are you going to lose? I mean, think about it. That was incredible. They led from start to finish. And I think everybody kind of now might have a little bit of hope instead of just mailing it into UConn. I, I think teams, and I, I've learned this in basketball, you have to have these kind of games to be a good team. Like, you just can't, like Gonzaga, go all the way into the tournament and not have some resistance. You, you've got to be able to fight resistance. The coach needs resistance. He needs to be able to message his team and to handle it. And I think, you know, going into Creighton, Omaha, which is a tough place to play. They've got a great program there. I think this is the best thing that could ever happen to UConn. Yeah, yeah and as Tate told us yesterday – uh, UConn has never won in Omaha. Now 0-4 all time. They closed a two-and-a-half point favorite against Creighton, end up losing 85-66, to the final score. They've lost their last 21 games on the road now against AP Top 25 opponents. So the last time they won a road game against an AP Top 25 team, 2014. They, they've also won two national titles in that time. So to your point, uh, you know, maybe they need those, yeah. those types of losses because obviously coming off a national championship last year against my Aztecs, was, which still hurts, but but they're a fantastic team. And now, so they lose a they lose a game like this. Purdue loses that wonky game to Ohio State after they fire their coach last Wednesday. And now Circa has put up a fun prop here, Michael, that you can bet oh UConn or Purdue to win the national championship. So one of them needs to win at plus 260 for the yes. The no minus 330. So it's basically Purdue and UConn versus the field. Who you taking? I think I might take that one. What about you? I mean, what would you do? I think I take that one. I like that. I like. I don't know if you can. I hate to say this to Elliot because it'll devastate him, but I don't trust Purdue come tournament time. I really don't. I trust UConn. 
I trust UConn because I think Hurley really appreciated losing this one. He'll go back home to stores and basically be able to rant and kind of get his team back on track. And, you know, look, McDermott, the Greg McDermott, the coach of Creighton, he's going to have to kind of – he's kind of say, see, guys, I told you, but can you continually shoot at that high percentage to think you're going to win? I don't know. I like that one, Stormy. I mean, we've had a bunch of people on this week about college hoops, and nobody's really said – you know, this is a team that could really do something. There's a lot of ifs and buts, and nobody, everybody's kind of a little bit scared of, of Connecticut. Now, obviously, Tate Frazier said yesterday that North Carolina was another team to consider. Yeah, a team that didn't even make the tournament last year, coming back with a vengeance. And you know, we I understand not trusting Purdue in the tournament, but we can't we can't bring up this, these things with Elliot listening in our ear. Fairly Dickinson is <laughs> still know, just I too know. soon. It's too soon. Uh, let's <laughs> I know. let's get into a little bit of NFL talk. We'll we'll come back to college hoops when Adam Burke joins us. Talk about tonight's slate. There are a couple of of good, interesting games in the ACC and the SEC nationally ranked teams in action. But news or noise is always evident. Even in the offseason, actually maybe more so in the offseason, this is important. So let's run that open and get to the headlines of the day. Is it news? Corleone is a man who insists on hearing bad news immediately. Or just noise. Are you going to act like this is news? Just noise. Let's separate the impactful from the insignificant with one simple question. News or noise? feel bad that every day on the show we're talking about Justin Fields in some way, shape, or form, but that's where we're going to start once again here today. You got to. Uh, According to a report from Albert Breer, the Bears are meeting over the next couple weeks to finalize plans at quarterback with the expectation they will have a plan in place by the time they are out there in Indianapolis for the combine. News or noise, Michael? Yo, this is definitely news. They've already got the plan in place. They know what they're going to do. I, mean, I think they, they know they're going to go to the combine and they're going to sit quietly with teams and say, this is what we're looking for. And, and then teams are going to say, this is what we're willing to pay. And this is what we could do to go forward. To me, it's a little bit more of a tricky trade in this sense. You know, we had Randy Mueller on yesterday and Randy is of the same opinion that I am that they may not, there's no number one pick out there for them is what's been reported. For me though, here, here's the issue is because he has one year left at a reasonable number and then you've got to pick up the fifth year option. What are we doing here? Like, there's got to be some form of protection for you if you don't pick up the fifth year. Would you want to give up a second round pick for a one year player? I don't think so. So I think there that is the complication within the deal. It's the trade and the fact that you got to pay the guy as well coming up. Um, although after he dislocated his thumb, you know, it was a one in five start week six. Once he came back from that thumb, he was significantly better. Uh, he's running the football a lot more, had a lot more success. So teams saw what maybe he could be. And, you know, while we're on the Justin Fields track, the odds for where he'll ne- take his next snap have dramatically changed over the last 48 hours, Michael, because since that's the social media sleuths discovered that he doesn't follow the Bears and he follows a couple Falcons players on on Instagram, his mm-hmm. odds to go to Atlanta went from plus 550 to now an odds-on number at minus 130. Speaking of the Falcons, which leads us to our next news or noise headline. During an appearance on the NFL Report this week, Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot said quarterback is a top priority for them this offseason. I don't think that's shocking anyone based on what we know of Desmond Ritter (laughs) getting benched multiple times during the season. But news or noise, Michael? Well, it's completely news. I'm sure Arthur Smith sitting in Pittsburgh in his office over there on the campus of University of Pittsburgh saying, well, wait, why weren't we doing this last year? Like, why all of a sudden do we need a quarterback this year? You guys left me with Ritter. Now they're all going to blame Arthur. Arthur Smith, he better have a truck full to line up all the things he's going to get blamed for in the next six weeks. I mean, it's just going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. But, yeah, I mean, you'd have to be seriously. You'd have to not pay attention to Atlanta. Now, look, here's the thing about Atlanta. you got to understand something. They don't draw. I mean, do you ever watch their games if you're on the on the, on the the YouTube? Like, there's a lot of empty seats in that mm. place. And, you know, getting a local hero like Fields and who played high school football in Georgia, he went to Georgia originally, maybe that could entice their fan base because their fan base is not, I would say, engaged at all in the team. And, you know, I don't know who would engage them. 
but it would be interesting. Now, is Zach Robinson, who they just hired as the OC, is that going to make him more comfortable? We shall see. But, yeah, I think the, the fact they need a quarterback is news. They've needed one for two years. Yeah, and I think, like I, I mentioned, the odd stuff as kind of a joke about social media. All that to say, I think Justin Fields would be a great fit there. And to your point, would be an exciting piece for them looking to jumpstart an offense that hasn't finished in top 10 in points scored since 2018. Now, Michael, I am so excited to share with you some of the best audio in the history of audio. Raiders head coach Antonio Pierce was on the rush with Max Crosby this past week. And while he did give the Chiefs their props for winning another Super Bowl, he also said Vegas is motivated to run it back against the Chiefs. Listen to this because it's, it's pure gold. Who's last time to beat the Chiefs? Oh, man. Oh, man. These dudes, you know what I mean? Like, they did that. Yeah. So it's okay. It's cool. Like, like I told them, like we're running back. We'll see them again. They got to see us. We got to see them. Yeah. Yeah. And we already gave in, we already given the recipe of how to do it. You got the Jordan rules, and we, we I'm calling it now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the '80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his. Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah. filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally. Spiritually, I'm touching you. Lots of layers to that, but let's go to the first part of it. News or noise that AP and the Raiders have the recipe of how to beat the Chiefs. That's a lot of noise. That's a <laughs> lot of noise. That is a lot of, that, that's a truckload. That's the Arthur Smith the truckload of noise right there. Yeah, I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, did he watch how they changed? Look, they didn't get, they completed one pass after the first <laughs> quarter. It wasn't until the last drive of the game that they were able to run the ball. I mean, you know, Antonio Pierce is becoming a showman. And if that's what you want as your head coach, go ahead. You know me, Stormy. I'm not in that I'm not that showman guy. I like strategists. I like tacticians. I'm not I'm not of all that. He keeps talking about this and he keeps putting out this challenge to Patrick Mahal. I don't think you I think you want to let a sleeping dog lie. Just let him lay over there. Like don't go pet the tiger. That's was a line I used to use all the time when Mr. Davis was out on the practice field and standing there and some stupid coach would walk by him and then he'd get his his butt ripped for it. And I said, You're an idiot. Like why would you would you ever go pet a tiger? No. Well why would you walk by him? He's a tiger. You're gonna get your butt beat. Like seriously, why would you stir up the Chiefs? Like they're yeah. laughing. They're laughing at him. I understand. And I I think to me, there's got to be more substance to this than just rah-rah. We're not in high school. Exactly. I understand hyping up your team and trying to, like, give them some confidence. But, like, let's not also be delusional. We're, like, living in Delulu land. The recipe is not completing a pass for three quarters and having two defensive scores in seven seconds. If that's the recipe, good luck. (laughs) Like, it's going to be. He's insulting. He's insulting us. He's insulting our intelligence with this stuff. Like, be, be a head coach. Be a strategist. Keep your mouth shut. Don't put the gauntlet out. I mean, to me, he's just becoming P.T. Barnum. He's going out there selling stuff. Well, let's see. You know, we we still have yet to see him be the full-time head coach with his staff, so I don't want to call him out too much. But uh, that statement, all of the things that he was saying on the podcast were just like, a bit much, uh, especially it's not like you won out at the end of the season. I get that you were over 500, but you still lost the game 3 nothing in that time. Let's not forget. We've got to hit the break. Plenty more Lombardi line coming up next, including exit interviews for the NFC West. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is hour two of the Lombardi line presented by DraftKings. This show on VSIN and DraftKings Network. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you as always. If you missed any of hour one, remember you can always download the show in its entirety in podcast form. Every single day, wherever you get your podcast, great hour ahead. Stuart Mandel of The Athletic is going to join us, talk a little college football offseason, and Harry Gagnon of the Against All Odds podcast gets some of his plays of the day and the weekend with the NBA coming back tomorrow. We've got some NHL as well, Michael, which which I know you love. (laughs) And he's got NHL too. I mean, this man spans the globe. I mean, he's got it all on his list today. So excited. Good to be here. It's good to be here on a Wednesday. You know, we got a lot to talk about. How about that win last night? How about Creighton coming back? How about them shooting the lights out? How about that one? Yeah, especially because we we talked so much yesterday, hyping up this UConn team because of the space that there was between them and basically mm-hmm. everybody else right now. The defending champs look like it, they're impossible to knock off the pedestal, and then they end up having a 19-point loss to Creighton. Danny Hurley, even after the game, said they just caught us. They just caught us. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was fun. Um, Michael, what I'm particularly excited about this hour is some news that <laughs> we just we go. got moments yes. ago. So yes. earlier in hour one, we talked about some of the odds movement, right, with Justin Fields and where he's going to take his next snap. He was a plus five favorite number to go to the Atlanta Falcons after all this social media stuff came out with him unfollowing the Bears and he did follow a number of Falcons players still don't know when the following of the Falcons players happened whatever he's now minus 130 favorite to take his next snap with the Atlanta Falcons he also went on the St. Brown Bros podcast this week and credit them because they did an amazing job teasing the podcast in a teaser video that they clipped off they said bro, what's going on with you unfollowing the Browns? And then cut it off. And we never heard Justin Fields answer. So then everybody runs to the podcast and now it has finally been released and we get the truth from Justin Fields. Take a listen. Since, wait, since we're here, hold on. But, I mean, what's we're not the, what's, No, 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 no. Since we're here. All right, come on. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, why you why you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG, don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. You That's know? true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears more now that you don't follow them? Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay. It's, okay. it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields to the drive Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. Michael, I burst out laughing with the just because you're not following a girl doesn't mean you're not messing with her. He's still messing with the Bears. I'm dying. Yeah. That is gold. I mean, how is everything compared to dating? It's unbelievable, <laughs> right? I mean, they just go right back. I mean, this is what we're doing, you know? I mean, is he slipping into the, 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 the Bears d- d- direct messaging? I mean, what is he doing here? I'm <clears throat> Look. I get it. I get it completely. You don't want to. You don't want to listen to all the stuff. But why did you follow Robinson? Why did you? What do you think was going to happen when you followed London Robinson and and Kyle Dijon, Pitts? Yeah. Right? Yeah. What do you think was going to happen? 
Yeah, it's I mean, funny. It, you're in a transparent world right now, right? I mean, there's no move you can make that doesn't come out. I mean, everybody knows it. It's you're we're in a transparent world. Every move you make has impact of it and it's and it has social media com connotations to it. It's uh, like we talked about yesterday. You know, in the 90s it was different. Today it's it's completely different. <clears throat> I joked about it yesterday. I don't know who has less of a life, the person that went through the social media and the Instagram to see oh. who Justin Fields is following or me now for bringing it up to you to report on. Like, this is the world that we are living in now in 2024 where this is newsworthy. But I, I don't blame Justin Fields at all, especially with the Bears having the number one pick, all of the talk that is surrounding Caleb Williams, all of the talk about what his worth and what his value is and how he is yeah. as, a, as a piece. Like, I, it's the off season. You're trying to disconnect. You're not going to know your future. It's out of your control. It's out of your hands. So don't be constantly having that forced upon you on your own social media. I get it. Yeah, but you know he's on social media. He just admitted it. He's on social media. So it's kind of hard. You know, mm. it's like, okay, I'm sure he's got a burner account somewhere too. You know, I mean, look, I, I don't blame them. I don't want to read about it every day. We're tired of getting talking about it. It's yeah. going to start happening here fairly soon. I've never seen a player who's won 11 games of the National Football League in his three-year career who most people would say, you know, has been disappointing as a first overall pick get this much media attention. I mean, I think that's really the story. Like, why is Fields so popular is the story? Like, we had Randy Mueller on yesterday, who was the executive of the year, GM, and like he doesn't think there's he doesn't think there's a whole lot of value in this situation. But I wonder why. Like, what tape do you want me to go watch that says Fields is great? Like, what tape? I mean, the Worldwide Leader came out today and said the Bears are gonna regret making that <sighs> if they trade this. Like, show me the tape. I'd love to see it. What am I regretting? I think... And yet we're going to spend this whole offseason talking. I mean, we've started this offseason talking about it. And here's what I will say. Whatever team he goes to, their number will not move one inch off of the win total. It will not move at all. Michael, you ask the why. Like, why is he so beloved and why do so many people want him to have success? I'm not 100% sure. I just think that people see the dual threat ability and think that under the right situation and under the right coaching staff, he could be a Lamar Jackson type because of what he can do with his legs. I know that the accuracy has issues. I know that there's a lot of problems with him when it comes from a pocket passing perspective. But I think people see those gifts with his feet and think about, okay, maybe if you get away from Chicago and maybe you get away from the situation where you've had multiple head coaches, multiple coordinators, and you find a little bit of stability and you have some more talent around you, you could be something like Lamar. Is that out of the question? Well, Lamar, Lamar, he came in as a rookie and took his team to the playoffs. C.J. Stroud took his team to the playoffs as a rookie. Like, I keep saying, like, why does Fields have a three-year pass and a hall pass and all sure. these other guys play right away? I mean, to me, it's like it's just your excuse-making. You're trying to invent it. Why is Brock Purdy under such scrutiny and Justin Fields is beloved? Explain that to me. Why would you talk to 90% of the people in the media? They would never trade you, Justin Fields, for Brock Purdy. No way. We wouldn't do that. Are you kidding me? The Niners would laugh at that trade proposal. You would laugh at it as a Niner fan, Stormy. Yeah, I mean, we... We moved on. We, gosh, the San Francisco 49ers moved on from Trey Lance, who has some of those gifts for a reason. He, he's not the guy. Justin Fields is not the guy. I hope, though, for his sake, that, that Atlanta is the spot because I really think that that is a place and a team with the talent around him that he could take a positive step forward. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, uh, well, but here's, I think, the real point. And, you, and you, you know, you've done this your whole life, right? And this is something that I've learned, and I'm not in the league, but this is something that has hit me that if I were in the league, it would cause me some concern, is if the number doesn't move in the win total, mm -hmm. okay, then why would we do it? Yeah. Fair, fair points, Michael. I mean, that's the reality, right? That's where the betting line, the betting world, which is kind of in its own world over here, and the NFL world, to me, if you're in the NFL world, you should be looking at that betting world because if that number doesn't move at all, for the player that you just gave up a king's ransom for or you paid something for, whatever it is, contract or whatever, 
that tells you a lot you need to know. And, and, we and then obviously, you better just, I'm not saying you don't do it. I'm not saying you don't do it, but you better think about it. Yeah, I'm, we, don't, we obviously don't have those numbers currently, but when they do come out, it's something that is absolutely worth watching and will be very telling about the type of guy that you're bringing in there and what the larger scope and what the odds makers and, and betting public think about that move. Uh, let's keep, kind of keep in that same vein. Joel Klatt, college football analyst over there at Fox, he mm-hmm. made a lot of comments recently about the generational talent that Caleb Williams is, and obviously based on the odds, he is very much so expected to be that top overall pick in this year's draft. But he also said if Williams wasn't in this draft, that Drake May would be a slam dunk number one overall pick. And I found that very interesting, especially after Jaden Daniels had this Heisman Trophy winning season. A lot of the talk has been that he's kind of leapfrogged Drake May in the conversation about who will be that second quarterback off the board. What do you think about that comment from Clack? Well, I think he obviously is willing to give his opinion, which is important, right? And I haven't studied enough of May yet to be able to make that decision. But I do think that when we were talking this summer and you watch some of the clips that May brings a lot to the table. Now, we've heard a lot of negativity here in the offseason about May and the offense and North Carolina quarterbacks. I think that's just all nonsense talk. I mean, you know, Sam Howell's a pretty good player if they would have just protected him a little bit more. So I'm not surprised by it. To me, the first thing I would do, this is just my mindset, I would go back and and look at where Clatt rated last year's quarterbacks. Where did Clatt rate the year before quarterbacks, right? I'm trying to get – I want to evaluate the evaluator. Mm. Everybody just evaluates what he said. I want to know if he's right. I want to know what his track record has been. Like, you know, Merrill Hodge, I mean, you listen to some of his comments. He's been all over some of these quarterbacks. He's done a really good job. And so, for me, that's really what I – when all these people give their opinion, and me included, right, you want to go back and double-check to make sure that what they're talking about is the right thing because what is their track record have been? You can say whatever you want about my track record. I told them all in Chicago that Mitchell Trubisky wasn't very good. They didn't want to listen. They wanted to run me out of town. So, you know, that's the reality. And now I say the same thing about Fields. I, like, I don't think you can win quarterback at Fields. I don't think you can. I don't care what team takes them or where they go with them or what the scheme is. I don't think it's going to work. I can't believe you didn't love MVP Mitch, Michael. Uh, Drake May, by the way, still oh is God. a minus 140 odds on favorite to be the second overall draft pick. But Jaden Daniels has gained some steam plus 120 price for him. We're going to step aside, hit the break here on the Lombardi line, but plenty more to come when we return. Talk a little college football. Keep that track record going with Stuart Mandel. We'll be right back. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. We know you've been busy with football, which is why our VEASAN experts have got your back. They just released the free NBA at the break betting primer. You can get a free guide today. Help you bet the NBA smarter. Futures bets to make right now. Eastern and Western Conference analysis plus betting tips for the rest of the year. All you got to do is head to vcin.com slash guide. That'll get you that free copy today. Again, vcin.com slash guide. V-S-I-N.com slash guide. This is the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you. As we turn the page to a little college football. Hopefully we can get Michael to hear us in a moment. Uh, but we'll welcome in Stuart. Hopefully he can hear us. Stuart Mandel, editor-in-chief for college football at The Athletic, also co-host of the Audible podcast. And Stuart, I, I know we're going to talk a lot about the CFP new format, the 5 plus 7 in a moment, but we just wrapped up a conversation talking a little bit about the draft and what the Bears might do and Caleb Williams, all the talk about him. You covered the Pac-12 so closely over the last handful of years. Is Caleb Williams the generational talent that he is made out to be? Is he that can't-miss player? I think so. I mean, you know, I know that obviously USC had a down year last year and he obviously didn't end up coming close to winning the Heisman again, but man, I mean, he did everything he possibly could on a team that had no defense that actually managed to get worse on defense from the year before. I just think his ability uh, to, to, you know, make plays both as a runner and a passer. um, He's just one of these dominant. We don't see them come along that often dominant dual threat quarterbacks who, 
um, that the NFL has come to embrace finally um, after years and years of maybe avoiding, um, you know, the, the, the dual threat quarterback for anything. What Lamar Jackson's doing, I think Caleb Williams can do that and more. And also, we were talking about a comment from Joel Klatt recently that said, if Caleb Williams wasn't in this draft, that Drake May would be a surefire number one pick. Do you, do you agree with that? He called him kind of Josh Allen 2.0. I've seen, obviously, the, the arguments that are being made for possibly Jaden Daniels as the number two quarterback and coming off the year he did. Um, totally understandable. Uh, but I think Drake May is the more polished player. Um yeah, I agree. I guess I agree with Joel. Like, if Caleb Williams wasn't in the draft, he'd probably be the number one pick. I don't think a lot of college football fans saw him much because we just don't pay that much attention to the ACC and to UNC, especially. They were a playoff contender. Um, LSU being in the SEC, obviously, Jaden Daniels got a lot of got a lot of big um, exposure opportunities. Um, I think I would side to Drake May, though. I love Jaden Daniels, and I'm glad to hear that he's now in the you know because he wasn't in the conversation at all, right, going into the season that he's now in a conversation for a possible top 10 pick. Yeah, a Heisman Trophy will do that for you. That's for sure. Um, but okay, let's get to the, the news of the week in the college football playoff. Them finally getting some of the kinks worked out, at least for the short-term near future, the 5 plus 7 model. What is the need-to-know information for people at home about the way this panned out? It means that they finally checked the last box for these next two seasons, which are the last two seasons of the current contract. Now, when and it's been three years since they originally proposed going to a 12-team playoff, and at the time, we hadn't gone through all of the realignment that we have since. And so it was expected to be you know, a mix of six berths that would go to the six highest-ranked conference champs, which we assumed would be the Power Five champs and a group of five, top group of five. And then the Pac-12 imploded, and it's now a Power Four uh, instead of a Power Five. And so... Um, it took until for every reason it took until yesterday to finally everybody to finally agree that it should be five and five um, conference champs and seven at larges. So that's kind of the last outstanding detail for the next two years. Um, you know, that was a fall under the current contract. The next contract, which will begin with the 2026 season is wide open. Now, I'm a Notre Dame fan, Stuart, and I've seen a lot of people on social media kind of up in arms about the fact that even if Notre Dame was the top-ranked team in the country, they'd never get to have that first-round bye. They'd be fifth at best and yada, yada, yada. Um, But I also – they don't have to play in a conference championship game, so they kind of get a bye built in anyways, right? Like, they still get their time off. They don't have to play another really tough, challenging game to get them to that point in the playoff. Where do you sit on Notre Dame's situation being an independent? Well, the funny thing about it is that it was a it was a group of four, three commissioners, and and the fourth person was Notre Dame's athletic director, Jack right. Swarbrick, who came up with this proposal in the first place. So he was one of the people most directly um, in agreement with that situation for Notre Dame, and it, it was exactly what you just said. Um, the most important thing for them was to have a path in as an independent. If they had said, we're going to have a 12-team playoff and and I don't know, all 10 conference champions, that would have been horrible for them. They can get in. No, they can't get a bye. But like you said, they have a bye the first weekend in December. They actually will have an extra week of rest over probably, you know, at least a couple of the other teams that are playing in the 5 through 12 games. So, um, and look, it's not just being Notre Dame. I mean, if this had been last season, Georgia, 12-1 and Georgia, they, they – you know, obviously lost a close game in the SEC championship would have been the five seed. And they would have been playing in that first round game against poor Liberty um, and, and having to win four games to win the national championship. I, I think it's going to take getting into this for people to adjust to the fact that the top four seeds won't necessarily be the top four teams in the rankings. And if anything, you know, you could have a big 12 or ACC champ who's ranked 14th and they're still going to get one of the top four seeds. Stuart, Michael Lombardi here. Quick, quick question. How are we going to handle the transfer portal as now we seem like, are they going to change those dates to allow these kids to not move for the, because now we have 12 teams in the tournament as opposed to four. Those teams kind of kept their players in check on the transfer portal, but now we're at to 12. Will they change those rules to accommodate this new schedule? I think that is a uh, 
a question that they haven't addressed seriously enough. Because I think if you keep it exactly the way it is, I think it's naive for people to think, well, if a, if a team's like Kyle McCord, Ohio State's quarterback, right? He, he entered the portal right after the Michigan game last year. Well, his team would have been in the playoff. So it's easy right. to say, well, he would have stayed with them throughout the playoff, but he seemed pretty sure that, I mean, to do it that quickly, clearly he wanted out of there for various reasons. And he ended up at Syracuse. Are we naive to think like, well, just because his team's in the playoff, he would just delay that for a month? Um, but there's also some constraints on that. They can't, like I've heard people say, let's just only do it in the spring. Well, these players who are transferring want to participate in spring practice at their next school. And to do that, they need to be enrolled for the start of that semester, which usually for most schools is mid-January. So maybe you could compress the window, although I don't know that would be ideal for coaches either. But there's going to be a transfer portal window that, that runs parallel to the playoff. I don't, I don't think that's avoidable. And, you know, last year, Texas is, even in the four-team field, Texas's backup quarterback, Malik Murphy, entered the portal before the playoff. If um, Quinn Ewers had gotten injured in that Washington game, it would have been number three quarterback, Arch Manning, and I know he's a big name, but he hadn't hardly played at all, who would have had to go into the game. So I think the transfer portal... Again, we talk about this This new playoff format has been in the works for three years, and the sport has changed so much in those three years that a lot of what they came up with then um, doesn't work as well uh, now that we're actually here. And, and Stuart, speaking of change, uh, so much change in the coaching regime this year, too. None more turbulent than the retiring of Nick Saban. But a couple recently in the last couple of weeks, what was more surprising to you? Chip Kelly leaving UCLA to be a coordinator <laughs> in his same conference or Sean Elliott leaving Georgia State as a head coach to become a tight ends coach at South Carolina? I was stunned by both of these recently. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to say Chip Kelly, but I don't know. I've known Chip Kelly for a long time. And he just kind of marches to the beat of his own drum. And it was obvious he wanted to get out of UCLA. If there were any other coach, I'd be surprised. I'm not surprised all, the, all that much that he did that. I just UCLA is not set up well for success in the Big Ten. And I think he knows that. And look, he could have easily gotten fired after this past season. And the guy just loves calling plays. He, he's never really embraced the other aspects of being a head coach. But for Georgia State and Sean Alley, for him to... You know, we've seen this a couple other times already where a group of five head coaches left to be a coordinator. Alabama's got a couple of those. But he's leaving to not even be a coordinator, and he did it right as Georgia State was opening spring practice. Yeah. Uh, never, They had to postpone the rest of spring practice because they don't have a coach. That I have never seen. Yeah, and the Kelly leaving, I mean, he. how was UCLA able to recruit after? Did all those recruits enter the transfer portal, or did they stay because of Deshaun Foster being named the head coach? Well, that was a big reason, I think, why they hired Deshaun Foster. He's very popular with the players. But remember, there's a second uh, transfer portal window. and Because by the time Chip Kelly left, it was too late to for these kids to enroll at a new school immediately. Just kind of, you know, moving, going to the portal now doesn't really accomplish that much. But, you know, when that spring went, I think a lot of schools, I think that spring window, which I believe starts April 15th, last season wasn't all that eventful. Most guys who were going to transfer had already decided that. But because of all the late coaching changes, Alabama, Washington, all the way down the line, UCLA, I think the players that were affected by those changes could really, um, we could see a lot of big names enter in that period this year. Stuart, we'll keep checking in with you throughout the offseason. Thank you for this, and uh, have safe travels to Vegas in March when you're coming out for the NCAA tournament. Can't wait to have you. Thank Let's you, Stuart. Let's watch some games together, Storm. Yes, sir. It's inevitable. Uh, we'll be right back on the Lombardi line. Thank you to Stuart. Doing great stuff over there at The Athletic. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 
Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to 1000 bucks in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use the promo code VSEN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Maybe a stupid one, but I'm just spitballing here. Can it make you say why not? That wasn't a stupid question. It's time for Why Not Wednesday. I mean, why not? You know when they say it's so crazy it just might work? Closing out today strong with a little Why Not Wednesday. We're looking at some long shot props, some things that maybe on the surface you might say this doesn't make sense, but could it make you turn your head and say why not? Michael, Let's get into it. And we're actually going to tee you up here with one that our guy Harry Gagnon was just talking about moments ago. How about Creighton? He said 45 to 1. I I only saw 30 to 1, but shop around because if he's getting a better number, go find it. Creighton to win the NCAA championship. Could you say why not? I mean, I think you could say why not for any team that's that has, you know, decent odds, right? I think to me the tournament's so much about seeding. It's so much about are we playing well? Are we shooting the ball well? Creighton last night, 50% from the three-point line. I mean, who are you losing to when you shoot 50% from the three-point line? I think you could get me to say why not for a lot of teams because we know this about basketball and single elimination. It only takes your best day on that day. It doesn't take you to have to play, you know, a consistent amount of great games and to get there, yeah, I know you got to put the string together, but sometimes, you know, an upset here, an upset there that you don't even control helps you along the way. So I, I could say why not to that. I mean, there's a lot of teams. That's why I keep asking the question everybody we have on. Like, who else? Is there somebody else? Is Indiana? I could say why not to Indiana State. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not a basketball snob that it's got to be a blue blood. We are intel gathering. Who doesn't love a Cinderella? I mean, look at San Diego State and FAU last year. Why not? Creighton uh, did make the Elite Eight last year, but uh, who, who knocked them out of there? That would be the Aztecs. Let's go. Although I shouldn't be bragging about them after they lost to Utah State yesterday. Neither here nor there. Let's move on. Back to football, Michael. Your boy Micah Parsons loves playing a little GM. He was talking the other day about his relationship with Jerry Jones. And one comment that he made was that he would give Tony Pollard another year. He started getting into his rhythm late in the season, coming off the injury. Could you say why not to Tony Pollard getting another season in Dallas? You know, I, I think Micah's right that he needs another year. The question is money, right? Like, the question is money. Because before the injury in San Francisco in the playoff game, he was dynamic. He was a he looked to me like Gail Sayers. And I wrote uh, Football Done Right. And I also included Pollard's name in the Gail Sayers write-up that I had. So, yeah, I could easily say why not to this. But it's going to come down to Tony's ability to want to accept the contract that is below what he got last year, significantly below. Now, I'm sure they'll give him a bunch of incentives if he can earn it, but I do think these guys running backs that have knee leg injuries, it takes them a year to come back. 
And I, I think ultimately that's what I would do. I would say why not to that. Sure. Sure. Let's stick with the guys with the star on their helmet. Dak Prescott, could you say why not to Dak being an MVP in 2024? 15 to 1 the odds. Mm, well, I mean, he was almost there this year until the fallout, right? I mean, he, you know, if, if they play better in big games or won a couple of those road games that they had a chance, you know, he goes into Miami, can't pull that off. You know, and so I, I think to me, he's close, right? At his best year with McCarthy. I know there was a lot of tears because Kellen Moore wasn't there and he left. And we had to go through a lot of counseling to handle all that. But we got through it. But we know this, Stormy, the second year a player plays a, in the system that he's familiar with, he always has a better season. So why not? I mean, look, the only thing that would deter me from making this bet is the fact that the NFC East doesn't necessarily lend itself to repeating. Mm. And I don't know how good the Cowboys will be. I love the Mike Zimmer hire. I think that'll help them. But I'm not sure that, you know, that this is all going to be flipped around. We'll yeah. see. But I, I would, I mean, 15 to 1, like, you know me, Stormy. I think the MVP voting is you take five guys and you spread $100 around and make sure that you always have somebody who's going to win it that you can lose, you're not going to lose money on sure. the deal. He yeah. would be a long shot I would play. Do what you can to stay profitable. And you know why I have no problem saying why not? It's a regular season award. Cowboys yeah. are great in the regular <laughs> season. <laughs> oh, you, oh, that was a slight good. dig. It was, was a slight good. dig. Okay. I love it. I what love about it. this one? Because you and Femi uh, on the podcast this week were talking about lying season, talking about how maybe Maserati, Marvin Harrison Jr., isn't the top wide receiver for some teams. Could you say why not to Malik neighbors being the first non quarterback selected in this year's draft 12 to one. I, look, I could say why not to that. Remember, remember when Hutchinson was the clear number one pick in the draft. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars picked Walker from Georgia over him. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I haven't studied neighbors enough to know nor Harrison. But there's enough conversation out there from people that I respect that have told me that, wait a minute, this neighbor kid's really good. And so I think you got to take a look at it. I think you got to take a look at it. Look, I would not have taken Chase over Penny Sewell, who went, was at Oregon, mm -hmm. you know, when the Bengals did that, because I think it's impossible to fire left tackles. But I think Chase is a great player. But I could see that. I could see neighbors being a difference maker where some team thought he was going to be the guy. You know, and why not? Why not handle that? So hear me out on this next one, because in mm -hmm. betting, we're all about trying to draw a line and getting banged for your buck, right? I'm going to throw this one at you. Devontae Adams, Offensive Player of the Year in 2024. It's 40 to 1. But I'm drawing the line that maybe there's something to Aaron Rodgers trying to get his guy. I don't know if yeah, it'll. I don't know uh, if it'll happen. Maybe it doesn't happen this offseason. Maybe he's a midseason trade. I don't know. But if Aaron Rodgers gets his 17 back in the Jets and they're both healthy and they're making things pop off, could he not win Offensive Player of the Year? Well, if you bet that, if you go, why not here? Let me. Why not ask you a question? Why mm -hmm. not play Aaron Rodgers for MVP? Because he's too unlikable. He's one. <laughs> He's one. Well, there's your answer. He's one too well, many. He's right one there. too many MVPs already. So there's fatigue and there's just personality fatigue. People don't like him, so they don't want to vote there's for him. There's your answer. I got. I got the answer. But <laughs> to me, there's a perfect. That's the question to ask. If you're going to play Adams and you think he's getting traded at forty to one to the Jets, then you got to play Rodgers as the MVP because he's delivering them the football. All right. I'm looking for a long shot. He's Devontae Adams is 22nd on this list. CMC 5-1 to one to repeat as Offensive Player of the Year. Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson both right there at plus 650. How about this one? Can you say why not to Doc Rivers getting the Bucks to the NBA Finals? They're 3-1 to one to win the Eastern Conference. You are shaking your head. No, thank you. No, I'm not going with Doc. There's no chance. I lived through Doc. Doc's ah. got... Doc has got incredible PR. Doc is like what he did, what Riddick said the other day. Like, I haven't had a chance to go off on this, you know. Like, and here it is, you know. Like, Doc has got every excuse. He's got a, a boatload of them in his bag, you know. He's got every excuse. And then he goes on Bill Simmons, and he starts saying all the things on Bill Simmons that I was saying when he was the coach. Like, wait a minute. why were, Where were you when this was going on? 
Bean's not in great shape. You know, he needs to get, I'm saying all this and you're not. Like you're sitting there placating it all. I mean, and then he sit there saying, well, I stepped in. Oh, I see. We're supposed to schedule all the worst teams in the league when we name you the head coach. Aren't you supposed to make a difference? Aren't you supposed to be the guy? There's a great Hubie Brown quote. You know, when when you go through it, I, uh, I, I have it here. One of the things I have in the um, – I have it here, I think. Hold on. Okay. It's really – it's it, a great Hubie Brown quote. But sounds- basically – it sounds like you're on JJ Reddick's side of the. the oh, I'm latest. completely on. I'm completely on JJ Reddick's side. Like, I mean, to me, it's like ridiculous that Doc gets away with it. Hubie says the nor, the notoriety of the coach is directly proportional to his team's execution under pressure. Hmm. Okay, that to me sums up being a head coach in the NFL. That sums up being a great coach. And now you're sitting there saying the schedule's too tough. Come on, man. Do you think? Well, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, he gets away with it. And and his record, you talk about, we've had Harry come on kill Painter. We've had, who else killed Painter today? I Oh, we had Adam Burke kill Painter, right? Elliot sit there. He took two bombs. What's Doc's record when he gets to the playoffs? Think about that. He and Painter, he's the college, he's the pro version of, of Matt Painter. He's a collapse artist, a collapse artist. Um, but it's funny, too, because in that podcast, he was talking about, you know, when when the book's leadership came to me and, you know, moved on from Adrian Griffin, I said, I said, why? I'm sure a lot of Bucks fans are wondering yeah, that, too. such a lie. He was involved in that thing the whole oh, way. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was, a, he was a consultant on the team. Obviously, yeah. he was. But it is why? just funny looking at the numbers where they were 32 and what, 14 or whatever it was when they fired Adrian Griffin. Three and seven since. And obviously, the hope is things look up, but who knows? That's it for today's edition of the Lombardi Line. We'll be back same time, same place tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with us. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.